Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 385 for February 5th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Meow. And we're also joined by Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. It's me. I'm the one pairing this week. And of course, I'm your host, Nathan Reed Spruth. So, Aroa, Connor, where can we find you? Aroa.website. Which, which you just you can literally just type that in aroa dot website. Yep. And if you do, you could click on Clinton's Core Classics: A Rise of the Rune Lords First Edition Actual Play Podcast, or you could just find that wherever fine podcasts are found. Yeah, we're on like That's Spotify. My podcast. Yeah, we're, we're on, on like everything. Spotify. Yeah, same with this. We're on Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, iTunes, Google. We're on everything. Uh, of course. What the fuck is Stitcher? It's a, it's another... a podcast. A podcatcher, I guess they're called. Yeah, it's another pod thingy that you can listen to thingies on if you don't want to listen on Spotify or Amazon or iTunes for some god-awful reason. I, uh, of course, you can find me, Nathan Reed Spruth. I'm reading everywhere. Twitch, Twitter, all that jazz. Mainly Twitch, so you can find me there Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, go to twitch.tv forward slash read and press the little follow button. Press the little subscribe button if you have a little bit of extra money or an Amazon Prime that you want to you wanna donate to me. And we're going to move on, and we're going to ask Aroa what games you played this week. Uh, Pizza Tower. Uh, pe- Pizza Tower? Pizza Tower. Is that an idle game? Or did you just no. make a tower of pizza? No, and you're like, I'm playing a, a game. No, it, it, you actually don't. You haven't heard of Pizza Tower? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, fuck. Pizza Tower is Wario Land 5. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a Wario uh, Land mini game, mini game thing. No, that's WarioWare. Okay. You I fucking apologize. heathen. I don't know. I never played the Wario games. Wario Land is a series of platformers slash puzzle platformers. Uh, depending, and Pizza Tower is an indie game that is heavily influenced uh, by the Wario Land series, particularly 4 and 3, which are great games, both of them. Uh, It takes... Most most of its inspiration is obviously from 4, but it leans a little more heavily on some of the puzzle aspects of... Three, not insofar as how three is sort of a pseudo Metroidvania, but um, there are a lot of puzzles that require you to be in particular forms that you get by being damaged by enemies. Oh, uh, interesting. But but you're also invincible, which was like the best thing about three is that it allowed you to experiment openly because you didn't have to worry about dying. Yeah. Uh, which I thought that four lost a little bit on. Uh, Pizza Tower has all of that uh, and a unbelievably fun, wacky art style. Uh, it's very, very meme Um uh, There's a dedicated button that you can hold down to break dance, and that serves no purpose that I can tell, uh, which I love that. I like everything... I like everything about it right now. It's like it's it's the best. It's game of the year. Game of the year right now. <laughs> game of the year is not Hi-Fi Rush. It's, no, it's uh, Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower. Okay, gotcha. Did you play anything else? Um, did I? World of Warcraft. Well, sure, but I I don't even I don't even mention that. You're the one that mentions that. Uh, I did play the demo for a game called Free Ride, which is uh, basically a point-and-click adventure game. Um, but the gimmick is that it 
does the like it, it it sort of up front portrays itself as almost like a telltale type thing where it's like well your choices matter but your what like it has the cool thing of you don't really know what your choices are or when you're making the choices it's just like you play the game and then certain things that you do will affect the outcome of later events, kind of like how old CRPGs would do it. Um, and then at the end, it gives you a personality uh, assessment thing like the, the internet quizzes used to. And I think that's really neat. And uh, I ended up getting through it uh, without even discovering that there was a combat mechanic in the game. Uh, the, it told me about that as I was getting my personality thing. Um, because it was like you you killed zero demons, and I was like, there were demons. I can kill <laughs> things. Um, and like, I didn't find any secrets, and there were like fifteen of them. So yeah, that's really cool. I haven't played it a second time, but one playthrough lasted me about half an hour, and that was pretty cool. And that's just the demo of the first level. So well, that's... I'm excited to see where that goes. That's cool. I. I, it would be funny if at the end it's like your Myers Briggs personality is you're like no, uh, but that does that does sound cool. It, does it give you the like this person will remember that thing or does it just no, you just play? It, yeah, it gives you no indication of anything that you're doing is going to have an effect later on. You just act however you feel is appropriate in the situation, and then later it's like yeah, this could have ended up differently. Like, but you you didn't do you did this thing, and so that's how it went. But it like it doesn't tell you explicitly what you could have done differently. It's just like you got one of of three different endings, and you're also very obedient and listen to what everybody told you all the time. What a what a follower, <laughs> and like the fact that it said I got zero out of fifteen secrets, and it's like, and there there were things in the demo where it was like there was a code that I didn't find to open a door. And like I, I didn't like walk around stealing things right in front of people. So like I'm sure that those would have changed things. But yeah, well that's cool. We're gonna move on. Uh, but keep us updated if you actually buy the game. But we're gonna move on and uh, talk to Connor and ask what games he is currently playing. Want to know about what games I am currently at this moment <laughs> playing? Yeah. Well, right now I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And the reason I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 right now is uh, I'm super broke in this game. Uh, every time you do a mission, it's like you now have a bounty of 60 whole dollar you do somewhere. And it's like, oh, that's, oh, that's it's, like it's getting it's steep. Like a million dollars. Yeah. And in 1900s make believe money? Heck yeah, it is. You, you bet your. You bet your fanciest hat that I'm having a hard time affording just walking around being a free man. Uh, maybe I should stop murdering people, but as far as I see it right now, you could pay off your crimes by just hunting game and selling skins. So, the vicious cycle continues. Yeah. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again, this is a great Steam Deck game. I love having this in my Game Boy. I told him that he should just rob a bank, but he he's not listening to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be good guy, Arthur. The only time, like, I go on these sprees is when I'm on a mission and they shoot first, and... I don't know, man. I feel like I'm justified in that one. I guess. Do they have banks in the Wild West? Yeah. Tons. Yeah. Oh, you, you can make a bunch of money robbing them, too, but I'm I'm trying to be a good guy, Arthur. You can also do train robberies. Uh, well, I've, yeah, I've everybody done one. knows about train robberies. You didn't know there are and banks back in the, the Wild West? Oh, not in the West. I know there's stuff like in New York. I don't know. Have you Mr. Never... Leviticus Cornwall needs a place to keep all of his good earnings. Have Have you never watched watched like a John Wayne movie? No. Okay. You've never like no, no. Never old watched Western. John Wayne. Never watched Clint Eastwood. Uh, never watched. There's There's another one, but I've never watched it. Did Did you Did you ever watch, uh, Blazing Saddles? I caught some bits and pieces of it on Comedy Central when I was a kid. That one's good. I would I would suggest you watch that. It's the best Western ever made. Uh, did you play anything else this week, though, Cyberpunk Monk? Yeah, honorable mention, I played Streets of Rogue. It was like six bucks on sale last week, so I picked it up. I feel like I should love this game. 
And I mean, I guess I got my money's worth out of it, but it's it's not re- I, like I'm not enthusiastically playing it in my 15 minutes of video games I sometimes get to play before bed. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna move on to me and the games that I played this week. Uh, Monday I played Hi-Fi Rush. Because uh, it's included with Game Pass, and I I liked it. It's good. I it it t- took me a little while to get used to the combat. It's very similar to uh, Metal Hellsinger, where oh. you know it's all based on the rhythm and everything. Uh, you can just like with Metal Hellsinger, turn on a thing on the bottom that will like show you the beat, which is helpful. Um, because I'm you know I'm playing the game. I'm also trying to talk while playing well, you have and streaming. A- you got a little blinky boy. You do have a blinky boy. I, I prefer the thing on the bottom that shows the circle. Yeah, the I metronome's think. a lot easier to play with. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it took me a while before I started getting S-rank stuff. But, you know, every once in a while I'll get an S-rank and be like, yeah, I did okay. Uh, even though I never feel like I'm doing okay in the game. But it's fun. It's fun. Uh, I I really enjoy it. It's weird, as we spoke about last week, that it's made by the guys who made The Evil Within, <laughs> because it's it's so bright and colorful and and very anime esque, and uh, it's so it's they're far an different. extremely Japanese developer. Yeah, and then uh, I took a little bit of a break Tuesday and Wednesday. I had to stay at a hotel room and. The hotel, even if I wanted to stream while I was there, I couldn't because the hotel internet was awful. It took me like two hours just to update my Steam Deck. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, it was, you're gonna do it that at bad. the work network. Uh, that wasn't at the work network. That was, oh, uh, you know, I I brought it home since then and updated it all the way. Uh, but at the hotel trying to update was was impossible and my work network right now the wi-fi doesn't work so i have to be plugged in yeah to the ethernet and also the wi-fi they've uh made it so that you can like uh they they blocked it and restricted it by mac address so even if i could connect to the wi-fi and have everything work i wouldn't be able to connect to the wi-fi i could spoof my mac um but yeah too lazy for all that um so and i think that uh you know once you get connected to the wi-fi uh gaming things like steam are blocked anyway so downloading updates wouldn't work from there Mm, you'd be surprised no no i i know that they put that in because uh i was there when they implemented it (laughs) yeah but i bet it's uh i bet it's like dns driven Probably. And they probably just block like steampower.net or something. Yeah. Like uh yeah. like where where I work, they've got a bunch of shit. But if you just do an NS lookup for a website you want to get to and enter the IP address directly, you can you can still get there. It's like it, it's like I'm in fucking high school. It's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna play games at work. Uh, I'm not gonna play update video games my, at work. I'm not gonna update my Steam. Well, I'm gonna play games while I work, but I'm not going to play it when I play games when I'm physically at the location because I'm only at the location once a week. So I play video games at my desk. If uh, uh if, if I'm like doing something that uh, I feel like I've said this before, but like if I'm watching a loading bar go and I just gotta babysit that till I can continue doing my job, hell yeah, I'll play Steam Deck. Yeah, it makes sense. I. Uh, then on Thursday, came back, played some more Persona 3 Portable. Uh, I have a problem with uh, just grinding. I just uh, I just go in and to the dungeon and grind until death tries to come at me. And for some reason, it seems that death does not appear as much as I would think he would. Uh, to because you're you're it's supposed to li- like limit how far you can go in a single session. But it doesn't seem that death shows up all that often, so I just I'm Wait, probably in, in what? like in Persona Three Portable. Oh, it limits you because you literally get to a big door you can't open. Yeah, they they have that as death well. Death is death is just there to keep you from staying on one floor for too long. It's the it's the spelunky ghost. 
Ah, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, I've got to the, you know, I've got past the first door. Uh, I've got to the second door. And then you just yeah. have to progress through the storyline before that will open. And then uh, I want to thank you, Aroa, uh, because if it weren't for your recommendation like a year ago, I would not have gotten Ancestors, uh, The Humankind Odyssey. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed uh, watching you play that the other day. It is $10 on Steam right now. Oh, uh, everyone should buy it. And yeah, for 10 bucks. And the reason I want to thank you is I got four followers on Friday. That's because fucking of it. incredible. Yeah, so uh, quite a few people came in and watched me play. And I have to say, streaming it made me enjoy the game a lot more because uh, I would have quit. Because I would wouldn't have known what the fuck to do. Exactly. And people are like, like they came in and they're like, you should do this. Or, oh, man, if you had this and this, you might be able to do something. And I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> And the guy but, was like, uh, "Eat, eat the drugs." And I'm like, "What?" And he was like, "Eat the drugs." Oh, eat okay. the drugs. Um, the guy's like, "No, you got to bring your kids with you so you could like get experience." He's like, "But I hate kids." He's like, "No, that's like yeah. how you progress in the game." I wish the game was more obvious about that fact that like <laughs> you you don't get anything if you aren't carrying a kid on your back, and it's like it. <laughs> It kind of like implies that in like one pop up. And yeah. I played that game for hours without ever getting any XP. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? But and then yeah. you looked it up and they're like, you have to have a kid. Yeah, well, I, I think I was I, I think I just brought a kid for whatever reason, I think, because like we didn't have enough adults or something to carry all the kids was like, okay, I'll carry the kid and we'll move to this other area. And then I realized I was like getting the points while I was carrying the kid, mm. which is probably what they expected to happen. It's just that like most people who play video games don't just experiment like that anymore. Yeah. And at some point I really don't like having my time wasted in. Yeah. Like you, ha okay. So, uh, one thing with that game, you, uh, so have you gotten into combat yet? I'm sure yeah, you have. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, where where so, it will flash, and you have to like release yeah. it when it flashes. Uh-huh. You know that flash? Uh-huh. Um, that wasn't in there in the initial release of the game. Oh. What would, what so, would it do? Nothing. Oh. You just had to know when to let go of the button. It, you had to figure it out. And, like they patched that in later. It's the same thing with using tools. You just had to know when to let go of the button to hit a rock against a stick. Otherwise it would just break and you were fucked. And like, you just had to keep trying that over and over again. I cannot imagine playing that game the first time and not even having any indication of I, what to do. <laughs> it took me like, cause I was streaming and somebody had to tell me, they're like, you hold it. And then there's a flash. I can't yeah. imagine playing that without that flash. Yeah, it, like no, the, like the, it would be borderline impossible. Like it, it that's probably why because I don't think that game is particularly successful, and like that's probably part of why is that like I'm sure a lot of people started out on the initial patch, and it was just completely opaque like it, just everything about that game's design is obtuse as hell and there's no getting around it and, and like finally i think it was like version 1.2 as well like it was months after the game came out before they added any of that quality of life stuff it was ridiculous yeah i got uh, i oh, got the, huh? the, the whole entire objective system was not in the game initially Oh yeah, because I have a so it, I have an objective. I already gave birth, but they want me to give birth again. Yeah, it, all of that, all of that was patched in later. You just were dropped into the game and told to live, <laughs> like, and and like, it it was frustrating enough for me, somebody who was enjoying the game thoroughly at that point. Because eventually those objectives run out and it's, it literally just says, okay, now evolve. Oh, okay. And it's, it's, and that's like not very far into a playthrough, honestly. Right. Like 
so yeah like there are a lot of aspects of that game that are just like really frustrating but that i guess it's kind of in the same way that people really like the souls games that i really like that game yeah sorry i know i took over everything but i just (laughs) i love it it's okay the the instructions were simple it's return to monkey some of some people don't need their handheld to do that other people do i do i definitely did (laughs) and i'm happy that i had people in the chat who are telling me what to do some uh, i've spoken about it before some streamers hate it when the stream will try to help or be like hey you should do this uh they get very mad i remember i was in a, a stream before and somebody's like how do i do this puzzle and and you know i was like oh you do, you have to line up these and then she was like that was a rhetorical question you backseat gaming and i was like you asked the fucking question. Yeah, like, those, those people. Like and those and people are shit. And then the one of the mods was like, "Well, you know, uh, when a streamer says something like that, they're they're just talking to themselves." I'm like, "Well, they shouldn't say something like that because they're having people watch them who will then try to help." Uh, and I don't care if if somebody comes into my chat and I'm struggling with something. And they're like, this is how you do it. This is the solution. I'll be like, fucking sweet. Thank you. I can move on with my life. Um, well, it, like, also, just don't be a shithead in response. Be like, oh, I didn't I didn't actually, like, want the answer. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think that social skills are particularly the strong points of a lot of these streamers, to be fair. Yeah. And, yeah. and just being like, you're backseat gaming. It's like, will you ask the, like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. So... Uh, if you do come watch my stream and you know how to do something that I don't know how to do, fucking just tell me. Like, I, I don't want to. Ancestors is fun, you know, right? I've I've been having I've been having fun with it, but it a lot of it is just taking two items and rubbing them together, and try and seeing what happens. Uh, literally, yes, uh, do that with every item because, like, I I it I was like over ten hours into the game and. Uh, Katie came up with the idea of what if you hit two of these things together and then I did it and I was like oh my god there's an entire aspect of this game that I have been missing this entire time yeah and because of my chat actually just you know being like hey this is how you do this I'm you know I'm like four hours in and it feels like I've made more progress than you have uh, uh, probably but also I, I one last thing I want to talk about before we move on to the stories is that I downloaded it and played it on my Steam Deck last night. And let me tell you, it runs at about 30 frames a second. You know, I would I would suggest limiting it to 30 frames a second, not 40, because 40, it doesn't, it's not stable at 40. It's pretty stable at 30 frames a second. Um, but it destroys your battery life. Like, I had, like, maybe an hour and a half of battery life on my Steam Deck. While hmm. playing that game, um, and it, it does run kind of assy on PC in general. Yeah, so maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, I don't think it's it's not particularly. It works well enough. It's just yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's a battery hog, and it's fine. What were you gonna say, Cyberpunk drunk? Okay, I I talked about this with you briefly, so I know you haven't. Oro, have you watched Infinite Seinfeld yet? Yes. Is that not incredible slash the way of the future? It is I, like I could feasibly see actual TV shows working like that in like 10 to 15 years at the rate that that AI text generation is is working. Like it's both horrifying and incredible. It's so exciting and it's going to change everything. I like we're not there yet. It, you're right. It probably does. I, I think ten to fifteen might even be a little long, but I, I think, I think you, is, uh, yeah. I was trying to be conservative. This is a very good proof of concept, and sometimes it just doesn't make sense at all. It's for the sake of Reet and slash people who might not know what we're talking about. This is four AI generated characters who resemble but are legally distinct from the crew from Seinfeld. <laughs> Like, uh, instead of Larry, or instead of Jerry, it's Larry. Instead of Elaine, it's Yvonne, for example. 
Kramer Zoltan or something crazy like that. Yeah, Kramer's name is something really wacky. And and they all have like just AI generated prompts, I think, but I'm not positive. It might have something to do with the chat. Like maybe it's just a coincidence when the chat starts talking about hot dogs over and over, two or three story prompts later it's about hot dogs, but it's uh... I think it, it, I think there are certain topics that keep coming up, and so chat has turned those into memes. Oh, that would make sense too. That makes sense. I uh, I have not watched it. I might I might look at it at some point. You, but you should give it like twenty minutes. Just just hang out for twenty minutes, and you'll get the gist of it. Because I yep, was I'm go sorry. On. I was gonna say I'm never a I was never a huge fan of Seinfeld. Uh, it's you know, less about I, the Seinfeld and more about the the phenomena of it. Yeah, that's that's good. I I wonder if they're gonna do other shows like AI Simpsons. Oh, I'm sure so, it's coming. Oh yeah, yeah. that that's definitely possible with the way that like it, part of what I think makes Infinite Seinfeld work so well, which I think it's called like Infinite Nothing or something yeah. like that. Oh. Oh it God. is the fact that like the the concept of Seinfeld is that every episode is its own self-contained story and nothing of any real stakes ever happens. Like it's just four people who are kind of absurd, live out their normal lives. Yeah. And, and, and nothing changes. Like, yeah, it, but like everything is so mundane and grounded. So the concept of a Seinfeld comedy scene being that, like, I was thinking about starting a starting a new comedy club. Oh uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna serve hot dogs. Yeah, okay. Like, oh. uh, and that being a whole scene, like, like yeah, I, I sure why not? Yeah, that's like interesting. Although Larry has a habit during his stand-up to just kind of ask the crowd how they're doing. And have mm -hmm. like a group therapy session, which is an odd. I like thing. that. It's it is definitely got a consistency of being like, like like sometimes he'll talk about problems he had on the way in, and you know, obviously all of this is fake. But it's like, how do you New Yorkers handle your traffic and your crazy pedestrians? It's like, huh, you know, Larry, I think that's actually a bigger question than you're asking intentionally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Anybody check out Infinite Nothing? Uh, we're... It's so weird. Check it out just because you want to be there, you know? Yeah. I think it's called, like, Watch Me Forever on Twitch. Oh, okay. We are, we're going to move on to our, our news stories, and we're going to do these a little out of order because uh, I wanted to talk about the Intel uh, stuff first. Intel has basically uh, screwed over their staff a little bit. Uh and it sucks when it's it's decisions that management management makes and then they screw over their workers. Now, management has taken some uh some a bit of a cut. Vice presidents will take a 10% cut, senior executives will receive 15% cut, and CEO Pat Gelsinger will get a 25% reduction. Oh no. His multi-million dollar a year contract he's getting 25% so he's still getting multi-million dollars a year probably plus stock options and stuff I think he'll be okay um but also I got a text from somebody I know who said they took away quarterly bonuses this is direct quote from them took away quarterly bonuses recognition rewards no raises or promotions this year and they also cut their 401k match in half Wow, Intel's so, dying. Yeah, yeah, so the 401k, uh, according to this article, it was at 5%, and now it's down to 2.5%. Holy shit. I've never even known a company to do less than 3%. Yeah, yeah. it's not good. Yeah, it's... What, what, uh, what do you do if you're, like, planning to... Uh, like, if you're already invested, you're fine, obviously, but, like, what are you doing if this was supposed to be your future? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. and this is... You know, my 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 friend was upset because this year they were supposed to get a promotion. And that's being postponed. Uh, so no raises and no promotions for them. And I was like, oh, are you going to look for something else? And he's like, 
Uh, no, the entire tech sector is screwed right now, so it's a terrible time to look for a job. Uh, also, yeah. also they like their job. It's just like they like the people they work with. They like their job. They are still, while yes, they they're kind of screwing them over with like bonuses and raises and stuff. They're also uh, still paying them pretty well. Like the the initial starting salary was still pretty good. And they've been there for a few years, so they make quite a bit of money. Um, so I am it, right now. It says Intel shares closed uh, Tuesday at twenty eight dollars and twenty six cents, which is a little more than half as valuable as they were last spring. So they've lost about fifty percent of their stock value. So you know, call me crazy. I'm starting to think that maybe basing like the value of a company on how much stock it could generate, like how much value in stock that is. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the best idea. Maybe <laughs> it's not. I don't know. So uh, hopefully things will, you know, work out well. Thankfully, the people I know that work there uh, haven't lost their jobs. They have not been laid off or anything, um, but they have laid off quite a few people um i'm trying to find in the article if they say how much but they've laid off what was it 10 oh, oh they does say here uh more than 500 layoffs in california uh and intel hasn't disclosed how many people lost their jobs in oregon uh but i know that they've done huge layoffs we've spoken about google uh it's almost like they they hired too many people during the pandemic and thought that the good times were going to just keep on rolling, and they didn't because they have bad foresight. Why would we need 40 employees when we could just ask a chatbot to generate their value? Exactly. Because if it's, like, really inconsistent and, you know, questionably accurate, it's yeah, cheap. It is cheap. Um, so it says, in, rough, in a rough calculation, state economist Josh Lerner Estimated Intel's pay cuts could reduce Oregon's aggregate wages by $150 million to $200 million, or about 0.15% uh, of all wages statewide. So the, the layoffs, pay cuts, and you know, not doing promotions could actually um, make the Oregon state average wages go down by less than a percent, but, it, but that's still quite a bit. Uh, I didn't and, even know that that was a thing people kept track of. Uh, you didn't know that they kept track of average wages or median wage in in each state? I mean, like, obviously, you can derive that data, but it's like, is that like something people point to for for something? Uh, it It is actually quite a bit because it's like, okay, which... Is what's that like a income tax rates? Uh, what's a better state to live in? is usually uh, what that is like you look at like uh let's say oregon just for example that's kind of a short-sighted thing and considering it doesn't take into consideration like what industries exist in that state that's so true. like if if it's a big tech center and you have no desire or education in that area then you it, it doesn't matter how much money people but, make there but, but there that are seems but, like a big nothing statistic but well no no, there are other statistics that that because I was as I was saying, if you compare Oregon to like Alabama, right? Oregon's probably I I'm just gonna throw it out there probably has a higher median wage, which if you look yeah, at that, well, no, let Intel me talk. doesn't have let, an office in Alabama. I I understand that, but you can also look at those median wages and say, okay, now Oregon has a higher median wage, and we also have fewer people on like uh on, on food stamps while alabama has a lower medium wage and they have a lot more people on food stamps doesn't that still just mean that there's no like there's no infrastructure in alabama well it also means that you know that a lot of people in uh alabama are working lower wage jobs particularly because they're they're still going by the federal minimum wage of seven dollars and 25 cents an hour and probably because no one wants to build any kind of major business there. And nobody wants to live in Alabama. Right. Uh, but anyway, but 
still looks like it still sounds like a nothing burger of a statistic if you ask me i think it could be i think it can be used for for particular certain things but we're gonna move on uh and we're gonna talk about netflix everyone's favorite streaming talk service about a nothing burger this is this is not a nothing burger uh netflix is well yeah so netflix over the last 10 years i would argue has gotten worse um, they lost, not really lost, but they let go of a lot of shows that people would, would gravitate towards. Cause didn't they lose friends? Isn't real friends talk? Big... I haven't used Netflix since they got rid of Futurama. I don't yeah. know how long ago that was. I feel like it was a long ass time ago though. Futurama, Last... friends, office, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I watched Squid Game. Yep. And that's I think that's the last thing I watched on Netflix. But but they they've shifted their market in the last over a decade. They've shifted what they what they were doing where before it was just, hey, you know, we have a bunch of movies and TV shows. And then they started making their own original content. And we're like, what we should do is make our own original content. That way we don't have to pay these licensing fees and we can let these bigger shows go. Um, so they got well, rid of, and that was that was a good idea. Whenever they were actually making good original content, that's true. Uh, but you know, they got rid of so many shows that and a lot of anime and a lot of anime that you know a lot of people would would pay for. And so, uh, and partially that has to do with other companies starting their own streaming services and taking those rights back. Disney took back the rights for all the Marvel stuff. Um, so while Netflix can keep their Daredevil show, uh, they can't produce anything else because they don't have the license to make it. Uh, and then there's, you know, all Star Trek stuff was moved to CBS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And but, uh, Crunchyroll slash Funimation slash Sony took all the anime. Yeah, all of it, all the anime. But... Uh, so Netflix has been getting progressively worse, but they've still been making quite a bit of money because everyone subscribed to Netflix because it was cheap. It was like, you know, at, at one point it was under $10 a month. Now it's like well, $20 and you a could, month. And you can share your password with all your friends and family and like everyone has Netflix. Exactly. You share your password and then, you know, you have three or four other people watching and then they're trying to fix that. They're trying to make it so that everyone will sign up for their own Netflix account. And well, I think that this is going to, at the, uh, the, the best... So you don't know. The, well, I was going to say, I don't know, but let me, let me continue. The best case scenario is that Netflix maintains the same user base that they have right now. Um, and, that, and that, you know, if... Let's say I share my password with with a couple people, and let's say I cancel my Netflix. One of those other people will sign up and keep the number roughly the same. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, and I assume that's what a row is going to talk about. Uh, uh, nope. No, it's even actually, it's uh, very much akin to uh, a story that we recently covered. Yeah. Uh, I canceled. Where the, uh, Instead, Netflix went <laughs> what <laughs> anti-password share. No, guys, no, we weren't. We weren't doing that. We never planned on doing that. That was a mistake. All that stuff that we put up on our official website and an official communication that wasn't actually supposed to go public. We were joking. Wait, what? That literally, yeah, that that actually happened. They 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 came out and said. No, we didn't. We didn't mean to publish all that. Uh, it's fake. We nope. We didn't. We're not doing it. I still yeah. canceled my Netflix. Good for you. And That's the good, right call because it's not worth being subscribed to Netflix anyway. And no. all this would have done is pushed people to piracy. Like that, yeah. So that's so all my, this sort of thing ever does. So my <laughs> let's go back to the original story. Apparently, that was wrong. <laughs> was they were going to crack down on password sharing. They, uh, no, well, they, they were. That's the thing. As everyone were. knows, they were absolutely going to do this. And then 
probably people like you immediately unsubscribed. Yeah. And and so they they went, uh, fuck. Well, and and, <laughs> and they went back on it. Here's the thing: the only reason I've had Netflix is I have two, mainly two people, three kinda. So there's there's Durga, there's my friend in Canada, and there's my sister. And those are the people who would log into my Netflix and watch stuff. And then they they announced the password sharing thing, and I was like, I haven't watched a single show on Netflix in over a year. And I think the only time I actually did watch something on Netflix was finding something to watch with my girlfriend, like just like a horror movie or something. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to cancel it because I, this password sharing thing is dumb. And what the original story was, uh, it says here from the streamable.com, uh, Netflix accounts are still shareable, but only within one household. To ensure that your devices are associated with your primary location, Netflix is now asking users to connect to the Wi-Fi at your primary location, open the Netflix app or website, and watch something at least once every 31 days. Which uh, also means that you can't travel with yep. it. You, ha you have to connect. You can only travel for seven days at a time. Well, it says here 31 days, at least once every 31 no, days. No, no, no. Uh, so like signing, signing into Netflix outside of your home may lead to the device in use being blocked from Netflix. Traveling users who want to use Netflix on a hotel smart TV, company laptop, etc. can request a temporary code from the service when signing in. This will give them access to their account for seven consecutive days. So if you're bringing your own laptop... Uh, yeah, that'll work. But like, if you want to hook up to Netflix at like the Roku that's attached to your hotel's TV or whatever, that's not in the cards beyond seven days. That <laughs> is really bad because, like, <laughs> for me, I like taking you know not super long trips, but a couple weeks, right? Like you know, ten days, fourteen days, something like that, to you know go to a different country. Uh, and that's that's not good. <laughs> that's really not good. Um, I am I happy. If this is also meant to crack down on VPN users. You know, it might be. And I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it's going to be really like if I kept my account, it'd be really awkward to set up a VPN on all of my friends' computers, <laughs> um, so that they can VPN into my, you know, into my primary location, you know, once every month or whatever. But I don't – I am happy that they, they, they switched it, apparently. I just – it's funny that they, they switched it. And you would think that they would have had the foresight to see that this was happening, like asked any of their low-level employees if they thought it was a good idea. Like, you, I don't get how management can just say, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. It's going to be a great idea. And then, like, reverse it right away because they knew that they would be screwed. Uh, ah, so I, I just posted this article, um, okay. but it mentions Netflix's statement was that for a brief time yesterday, a Help Center article containing information that is only applicable to Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru went live in other countries. We have since updated it. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. I I am I am pause. Why was it in English? Yeah. And <laughs> also, why are you hey, testing hey, this hey, shit at all? Hey. I know I'm crackling. Yeah. I know I'm sorry. Yeah, he'll 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 get it fixed here. But yeah, like, oh, it was only supposed to be in Chile. Why is it in English? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Come on. Like, we all know, uh, while it stands to reason that the procedures that Netflix currently has in place in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru might end up serving as a model for how paid sharing works domestically, that is no guarantee. Given the vocal concern this week, uh, this week's errant helps uh, center article, the streamer uh, essentially has two months to come up with a different way to monetize the estimated 100 million people worldwide who regularly use Netflix service without paying for it. 
Only time will tell if the inadvertent posting was simply a sign of things to come or if the streaming giant will have different plans in place when it begins to combat password sharing in the United States. Yeah, that's bullshit. They were definitely planning on on implementing mm-hmm. that, and then they got called out, and people like me just immediately canceled our accounts, and they're like, oh, oh no, we just lost like a million subscribers. No, it, I would like it's to see definitely going yeah, it's definitely going to cut into their bottom line. This is going to backfire on them hard if they go through with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad for them, but we're going to move on because, again, we, we're running a little short on time today. Uh, we're going to move on to Charter Settles with Family of Murder Victim and says insurance will cover it. Yeah, so I... I read the the headline and went, wait a minute, didn't we cover this? We did. did. Uh, uh, This was a a situation where a charter uh, ISP technician, uh, you know, they they send people into your house to hook up your your modem and all that good shit. Um, uh, This guy had come into a lady's house, uh, left, and then came back and stabbed her to death. And the family of the lady uh she was like in her 80s is suing well was suing charter slash spectrum over wrongful death because Mm -hmm. essentially charter didn't like make sure that the guy that's going into these people's houses wasn't bound to be some kind of fucking murderer yeah he had a he had a criminal record Uh, yeah um and this has ended up being uh, settled outside of court. So all of it, uh, all of it was for nothing. Yeah. And the big kicker in all of that is that Charter, of course, of course, this exists. Of course, some kind of insurance for whenever one of your employees murders somebody. Uh, of course, that exists. And Charter's insurance for that will end up covering the entire thing. So Charter's actually not losing any money on this case in spite of the $262 million settlement. Yeah, which was originally going to be uh, for uh, $7 billion, uh, which was lowered to $1.1 billion. And then Charter said, well, we'll appeal it. And everyone knew that Charter was going to keep appealing it over and over again until they either drained the family of money or ended up settling. And, yeah. and that's what they ended up doing. Yeah, it says on January 11, 2023, and after issuing a series of decreasing settlement demands over several months, the plaintiffs issued a new lower settlement demand to CCI, I assume that's Charter Communications LLC and its insurers. And then on January 18, 2023, plaintiffs also filed a notice uh, with the court to further reduce the judgment to $262 million, comprised of $87 million in actual damages and $175 million in punitive damages. On January 24th, 2023, and upon the insurance or insistence and demand of its insurers, CCLLC reached a tentative settlement of this lawsuit at an amount substantially less than the reduced judgment at the, and within CCLLC's insurance coverage. Yeah. So they, even though they were awarded 200 and something million, they're not going to get that from the insurance company. It's which quote, is substantially fucking, less. Yeah. Which is fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's so stupid. Stupid. Uh, Charter said in a statement to media that the crime was not foreseeable and that Holden's pre-employment criminal background checks showed no arrests, convictions, or other criminal behavior. Uh, Holden had previously had more than a thousand completed service calls with zero customer complaints about his behavior. That's all fine and good. I'm just going to put it out there that maybe a company that has a revenue of $54 billion and a net income of $5.1 billion in 2022 alone, maybe should do some kind of like psychological screening for people that are going into random people's houses. Because just because you've been smart enough to hide that you've been like, I don't know, stealing from people or whatever this whole time doesn't mean that you're not bound to be a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. I, <sighs> there, there's, 
Yeah, I they, thought there, there is were... definitely a I there's thought... a version of me that thinks that like no Spectrum slash Charter doesn't really have like they couldn't have really predicted that this had happened, but the fact that they fought this hard to do all this and didn't just go to a settlement very quickly or whatever, it's just gross. Yeah, they that, should... that, that's that's the part that I dislike the most. Yeah, they they shouldn't have fought it as hard as they have. Um, but we're going to we have to move on to our next story. This is one about uh, a different company being bastards, but less less so. Uh, apparently, Java costs have increased. Uh, I, uh, somebody brought this up. I don't remember who posted this, but I did read about it. So was that was it? Was this me? I think that was the one that I posted because, man, it sure does seem like I'm noticing this awful trend lately. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible trend. Uh, what's up with Java and and Oracle and subscription pricing? Yeah, so we're covering this from an article posted on the register.com. They're saying that experts warn of steep increase in Java costs under the change to Oracle's license regime as per employee models replace the old subscription, which was by processor. User bills could soar. Skinny version of this is Oracle stand excused of predatory licensing tactics after making changes to the Oracle Java SE subscription model that could force businesses to pay tens of thousands of dollars more each month. Uh, I don't really want to just read this article word for word. Skinny version is is that Oracle is changing the way that they are distributing licensing for users, wherein that it used to be by a per architecture or by processor system. It is now going to be swapped to a basically by seat. It is no longer by how many devices you have. It is instead by how many deployees you have using it. Interesting. Uh, the, the I'm looking right at the Oracle website for their new monthly subscription price listing. It's going to be a tiered system depending on how many employees you have. If you have between 1 and 999 users using the Java SE Universal subscription, it's going to cost you 15 bucks a pop. And I can't think of a lot of companies that have more than 1,000 users. So for most people, that's probably going to be the case that they fall in. Uh, tech users, that is. Uh, yeah. It goes down in tiering from 1,000 to 3,000, all the way up to if your company has 50,000 seats that it needs to, uh, to, 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 to accommodate for. In which case, they just say, hey, contact us for details. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money you're giving us. Uh, most, and, and yeah, as you were saying, most companies aren't going to have 1,000 seats. Uh, so that's probably where they're going to fall into. I mean, even when I worked at, and this is different, but, you know, the at different places I've worked, usually smaller businesses are around two to 500, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if there's lower than, I'm sure there are a lot of people lower than that, but usually it's it's two to 500. And then, and then once you get bigger than that, you're probably getting bought out by a bigger, bigger company anyway. Um, did you use Java? Have you, have you coded in Java and all that jazz? Sure. What, what, what will I this haven't... affect? Uh, people who are doing like portable computing, anything that's like distributed systems, but not directly embedded in some sort of like arch processor, arch processor. That's not what it's anyways. Um, and if you are a development powerhouse, probably like in a mobile suite, you're going to be affected by this. Instead of having, you know, a handful of computers that you do handling, like, the computations, and then the rest are just users who are deployed throughout, all of those users are now going to have to be charged just for the privilege of having that code run on your machine. Okay, let's... And it's it's totally backwards from the initial idea of Java being, like, portable, flexible, and lightweight. Now it's constrained and stuck behind a paywall license. Now this is... Yeah, even by Oracle standards, this is fucking gross. Well, here's a quote uh, or from the article that we didn't read, which is, Nathan Biggs, House of Bricks CEO, estimated that a company with 250 employees, 20 Java desktop users, and 8 Java-installed processors would pay 3000 a year on the old model, which now is 45000 a year under the new subscription plan, which is a 1,400% increase. Yeah, you're going to notice that if you're doing the budget for your, your IT department. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if people are going to switch from Java to something else. And is well, there something to switch from or to? That's the thing is, is Oracle's counting on people being so 
dragged into having all their software running on top of Java that they don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's bad. I, I don't have much. I mean, we could all sit here and complain for right. All but... software in rust. Do it. I mean, you, you joke about it in rust. You, you're joking about it, but actually no, I'm I've... call right now. Yeah. Write all of them, all, all of your software in the video game rust. That's what you should that's, do. That's not that quite is right. what I meant. That okay. is definitely what I meant. Yep. Uh, Just don't write it in Minecraft because that's still Java. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Totally oh, no. unrelated to the, the 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 plot of what we're talking about, but I did have an interview at work where we were discussing different code languages, and they're like, "We're a C sharp powerhouse. We're proud of it. It's the best." And I was like, "Well, it's not the best." And he's like, "It's the best." <laughs> it's like, Microsoft Java. Don't don't fucking kid yourselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're gonna move on, and we're gonna talk about our last story. Which is another one about ISPs being bad. If I would have, you know, looked over the stories before I come up with this list, maybe I would have put it in the correct order. ISP admits <laughs> lying to FCC about size of network to block funding to rivals. And I did read through this. I actually was going to post this before I saw Aroa had posted it. Um, but basically, Ryan, Gri this is from the article in Ars Technica, Ryan Grewell who runs a small wireless internet service provider in Ohio last month, received an email that confirmed some of his worst suspicions about cable companies. That he was the founder and general manager of Smartway Communications, had heard from some of his customers that the FCC, the new the FCC's new broadband map, falsely claimed fiber internet service was available at their homes from another com uh, company called Jefferson County Cable. Those customer reports spurred Grewell to submit a number of challenges to the FCC in an attempt to correct errors in Smartway's service area. Um, you know, it's probably Gruel, by the way. Gruel. Yeah, that's probably right. Um, but it looks like the ISP was basically, the, the first ISP was coming and saying, hey, we have this great coverage in this area, so you don't have to give money to these smaller internet service providers uh, to get that service there because we already have fiber in that area. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it turns out that that's not what happened. They they never no, expanded they... their the first <laughs> ISP. Lied. Yeah, the first they ISP never. Lied. Yeah, they never expanded into that area uh, with fiber, and it made it so that this other smaller ISP was locked from a lot of those funds, so they were unable to expand. And what really grinds my gears about stuff like this is that when, not only is it, you know, them just straight up lying, right? Because that's, that's kind of what you expect. But that means it's going to take even longer for these people to get better internet. And you're making, like... You're you're making these people in Ohio. They already have to live in Ohio. Their lives are are shitty enough. And <laughs> I don't understand that meme. I don't understand it. And so they're already living there, and now they have to wait. You know how long is it going to take for for the second internet company or the first internet company to expand to that area because the first internet company decided to lie. He said um, expand. I did. I did say expand. It's like expand dong. Boring <laughs> Aroa. Uh, are you okay? He's the one who came up with it. He's the one who posted this. It's um, true. So, what what are it's your just thoughts on it this? It reminded Aroa? me. Well, it just it reminded me, and I think they even mention it. Uh, yeah, the uh, November twenty twenty two article that we also talked about, where uh, uh, was it cable? something no connect connection is that it i think it might have been no Connexion. i no, remember connection connection is the nice one maybe no yeah connection was the nice one uh cable one was under sparklight which i know of sparklight they suck cock um and they were caught 
admitting to doing literally the exact same thing of just straight up lying about where their service coverage was so that other broadband companies couldn't expand into that area and couldn't get grants from the government to facilitate expanding into those areas. Because God forbid a smaller ISP provide broadband internet or high speed fiber to the home uh, for that matter, uh, instead of the big fucking multi-billion dollar conglomerate company. No, we can't, we can't possibly have that. Uh, and yeah, just very much the same situation. I, I feel like maybe this is indicative that there's some kind of systemic problem. Yeah, pro- well, you know? yeah. Well, this also reminds me of uh, some some random guy you probably never heard of, e- Elon Elon Musk, something like that. Um, hmm. In California, they were going to build a high speed rail, and that was their plan was so that instead of having to take you know a plane to go from L.A. to Sacramento. You could just hop on a high-speed rail. It would take a little bit longer, but be far cheaper. Um, oh, you mean they, like a train? Yeah, yeah, like a train. And <laughs> Elon Musk was like, no, no, we're going to build the Hyperloop. The Hyperloop's going to be great. It's going to go faster. You give us all that money to do it. And they have done jack and shit with it. Um, their first Hyperloop is a fucking tunnel that they drive Teslas through. Um and it can transport like maybe a hundred people an hour or something like that. Uh, so instead of doing high speed, uh, you know, transportation like they said they were going to do, they did not. But they, but I believe Elon Musk said that they were going to do the the hyperloop so that it would stop the high speed rail from getting made. And now, finally, California is getting back on track where they're like, we're going to build that high-speed rail. But as I said earlier, it doing shit like this and lying just delays the expansion of you know high-speed rail or, or internet service or anything like that in that particular area. And for what? Uh, money. It's all money. That's what it's for. Because, because this ISP, the first ISP, um, are they getting sued? Are they having to give that money back? Do no. you know? I don't oh, okay. think so. Why would they? That would require the fucking FTC to, or FCC. I don't know. That would require the government to hold a large company accountable for something. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and it was it was great. It's great. Let's let's just let's just let this keep happening. I I hear capitalism is working really well. It's it's working it's as working intended. Exactly as intended. Yes. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna leave with that last story that uh Jefferson is it Jefferson County. Jefferson County Cable. Uh. While while checking the FCC broadband map today, we confirmed that the address is no longer listed as having Jefferson County Cable service. But that one fix alone wouldn't prevent the company's grant-blocking strategy from working because the FCC map still lists the company as serving the address right next door and mm-hmm. others on the same road. So they, they literally just blacklisted that specific address. And then pretend, But the other addresses next door also aren't going to get... Okay. Nope. Uh, they're just still lying. That's all- their... <laughs> <laughs> they're all the worst they're all the fucking did, worst did i ever mention i don't think i did that uh my dad whenever he first moved into the the town that i live in uh he called i think it was at&t or maybe it was spectrum no it was it was spectrum uh because he wanted cable internet and yeah. they said on the website that his address was served by them so he calls them and they're like yeah you, you could get cable internet if you want to pay us like i don't know three thousand dollars to run a line out to your house yeah yeah so it, it, same fucking situation that they're just lying saying that they cover an entire geographic area 
but they actually don't and no one's going to hold them accountable because who's who's going to because it sure is not going to be the fucking u.s government no definitely not definitely not going to be the u.s government like i um i believe yeah i i had a thing now that i'm actually not going to blame the internet service provider uh but on their website they're like hey we have up to gig by gig internet i called them i they're like yeah i think we should be able to service that they didn't say they could they said they we they, you know i think we should and we'll send some texts out to take a look and see if we can service that area because it's different it uses a point to point system uh which they said is actually uh pretty well, good like over the year yeah and the they're like the latency is actually pretty good and i've heard from customers like people i i actually know that have said it's it's pretty good um and they're like well we can actually offer in your place 300 by 300 and i was like that's fine like i want the additional upload speed for for streaming and stuff and uh when they got here there's a tree in the way so unfortunately i can't get that and the other nodes that i could just connect cut the tree to, down well that that is a problem that that is a solution but it's not my tree <laughs> it, is a like different, it is a different tree sounds um, like in the middle of the night you cut the tree down no one will hear a chainsaw in the middle of the night you'll be fine yeah it is there is a uh, a bakery in town and it's the tree in front of the bakery that is causing it and so i've been like man I wonder if, because it doesn't cost that much money to get a tree removed. <laughs> I could go talk oh, to the bakery just, and be like, just be like, hey, bakery, can I cut your tree down? Yeah, I will pay $250 to get your tree <laughs> cut down. And they'd be like, what the fuck? I'm like, I want better internet. <laughs> um, can, I just, can I just cut the top off? Is yeah. that good? Yeah, can we like cut it in half? Would that be all right? No. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, can't get that internet quite yet. Um, but at one point, I should be able to get better internet. But we're going to move on to not having this podcast anymore. I want to thank you for being <laughs> here, Roa. Yeah, we're done. What are you doing? Yeah, that was my seg- It was a good segue. Good segue to the end. Yeah. Uh, thank you for being here, Roa. Thank you for being here, Connor. Yeah. Goodbye. And you're we're welcome here. that I was here. And and we'll Goodbye. be back. We'll be back next week with more podcast stuff. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.